In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have entered into a holy season of prayerful and penitential reflection. Our attention is especially directed to the holy sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. From ancient times, the season of Lent has been kept as a time of special devotion, self-denial, and humble repentance, born of a faithful heart that dwells confidently on his word and draws from it life and hope. Let us pray that our dear Father in heaven, for the sake of his beloved Son, and in the power of his Holy Spirit, might richly bless this Lenten tide for us, so that we may come to Easter with glad hearts and keep the feast in sincerity and truth. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore, Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy on us, and for his sake, grant us remission of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I and will honor him with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation he would Tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Thank 
him and show him my salvation. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord God, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that following our Savior we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the first Sunday in Lent is written in the first book of Moses, known as Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. He will command his concerning you. The second lesson is written in St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 6. 
As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, in hardships and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and not yet killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory be to you, o Lord. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you,
Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In his first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul writes, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Temptation is nothing new or unusual. And even the very kinds of temptations that you and I might face are not new. The Corinthians had not seen anything new, and neither have you. That's because the devil is not that creative. He only ever uses the same old saws, the same old lies and tricks and temptations that he always has. The way that he tempts Adam and Eve is the way he tempts the Corinthians and the way that he tempts Jesus and the way that he tempts you. It's nothing new. He does the same thing. He tempts us to doubt the word of God. Did God really say? He tempts us with with food or other things which God has not given or promised. He tempts us to doubt God's care or his love for us. He tempts us to desire to be like God with all knowledge, honor, and glory. If it's all the same kind of temptation, then you certainly haven't had it worse. In fact, see, Jesus was hungry because he had been fasting for 40 days. This is what the 40 days of Lent are patterned on. In in German, the the term for Lent is Fastenzeit, fasting time. Fasting is an outward training, a discipline of the body to hold the flesh in check so that our physical desires don't rule over us. Now, I don't know what you might do as a Lenten discipline, but but just going out on a limb and guess that fasting isn't part of for most of us. We might fast on doctor's orders or as a part of a diet, but not as often as a spiritual discipline. Point is, I don't think any of us have ever been hungry enough to be tempted to eat rocks for bread. Maybe not even ever been hungry enough that that plain old bread sounded appealing to us. We have no specific command from God to undertake a fast, whether a Lenten fast or at any other time. But, we can be sure that Satan will never tempt us to break our fast if we never undertake such a discipline. And if the reason that we never fast is because we could never say no to our belly, because we actually are ruled by the desires of our flesh, then the devil has nothing to tempt us with. We did that all on our own. Secondly, if you and I would hardly be tempted, you and I would hardly be tempted to jump off of a building, just to put God to the test and see if his holy angels will catch us. But it's not as though, as we, don't, not as though we don't live dangerously. Some people will jump out of an airplane if they trust in their parachute. You and I will get into a car trusting in the brakes or the seatbelt or the airbags or the other drivers to stay on their side of the road. We put a great deal of trust in safety devices and precautions. The devil only puts this particular temptation before Jesus because Jesus actually believes that God has sent his angels to guard him in all his ways. Some daredevils might do it with a bungee cord, but, but most of us would not be so tempted. Possibly because we do not trust that God will care for us.
Would any of us even then been tempted by the promise to have all the kingdoms of the world in all of their glory? When we already live far better and far more luxurious than the kings of Jesus' day. Why would we be tempted by, by all of this when we pretty much have everything that we could want? And if we don't already have it, we could just as easily, within a few minutes, from the phone in our pocket, order it. If only we have enough money. Oh, there it is. See, you and I don't need to bow down to the devil in order to have it all. We just need more money. And in order to get it, all you have to do is work harder. Focus on your needs, your career, your marketable talents. Believe in yourself, trust yourself, love yourself, and you shall have it. And you see what he did there? You see how Satan got you? This is the same temptations as always. It's no different. He just doesn't have to work as hard. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight. On earth is not his equal. The Satan continues to tempt in just the same way. Repent. But when you are tempted, as St. Paul also says, God will also provide a way out. Before he sends his holy angels to strengthen you as he did to Jesus after the temptation, before he does that, he sends his son. You ask, who is this? Jesus Christ, the valiant one whom God himself elected. See, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. Nothing unusual or extraordinary that he's come after you with. No temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. And Jesus, God's son, was a man. Tempted in every way as you are, or perhaps tempted harder. But against such temptation, Jesus alone holds the field. He fights against temptation. He defeats temptation. But he doesn't do it like, like an older brother that dad always wants you to be more like. He didn't come to face temptation in order to show you up. He didn't even come to show you how, as if to be your role model. Jesus came to stand in your stead. He came to fight the big battle, to face the tough temptations for you. He came to hear the word of God, to believe it, and to feed on it like the living bread that it is. He came to speak to Satan in your stead, to tell him where he can go. And he came to destroy him in his lying face by crushing his head in the dust. He doesn't do that only by, by his victory here in the wilderness. No, here in the wilderness we see Jesus is just getting started. For, for from here, Jesus goes to his cross. And by his whole life, by his suffering, his death, Jesus defeats death and the devil with one little word. And you, dear Christian, you have been baptized into that. Into his life. Into his victory. His death, suffering, trial, and temptation. You've been baptized into Jesus' obedience, his trusting, his listening. It's all yours. His victory, even his entire kingdom is yours. And nothing can take it away from you. Not hunger. You might try fasting sometime to show that that's true. 
not danger, for he has commanded his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And not loss. You have everything. What more could the devil and the world give to you, offer to you, that is not already yours by faith in Christ? And get this. Not even your sin. The devil's not just a tempter. His name means accuser. For if he has caused you to fall into sin by his lying, tempting voice, see, he's only too glad to now attack you with his accusing voice. And often enough, that accusing voice will be correct. He'll be right. But so what? You've been baptized into Christ. Your name is Christian. And God has provided a way of escape, a way to endure, a way to fight. His name is Jesus. And there he stands. When you fight, when when you undergo temptation, even when you fall, There he stands for you. Right behind you, the valiant one, the conqueror, the hero. He stands beside you as you sing the devil to death. You sing, Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation. I am not so soon enticed. Now that to the font I've traveled, all your might has come unraveled. And against your tyranny, God, my Lord, unites with me. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father...
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Lord's guidance, that as God led his ancient people through the desert and brought them to the promised land, we may follow our Savior through the wilderness of this world and toward the glory of the world to come. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For new and contrite hearts, that we may receive God's absolution, lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, yet in the confidence that he disdains nothing he has made and forgives the sins of those who are penitent, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church, her ministers, and her people, that God would stretch forth the right hand of his majesty to defend us from those who would rise up against her, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all catechumens and their teachers, all children and their parents, and every Christian home, that God would preserve them from the assaults of the evil one. And as Christ overcame Satan in the desert by the word of God, also give us the victory through him and his word. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For peace, that as we sojourn in the wilderness of this earth, God would by his might defend us and our nation against all enemies. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the needy, the sick, and the troubled, that God would send his holy angels to protect and keep us in his ways, that no evil may befall us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who commune this day, that as God once covered the sin of the first, our first parents with animal skin, foreshadowing Christ's perfect sacrifice by which we are cleansed and clothed, he would give us the garments of repentance and faith to receive Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of all our sins. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, inasmuch as the adversary continually afflicts us and as a roaring lion walks about seeking to devour us, we implore you for the sake of the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, to help us by the grace of the Holy Spirit and to strengthen our hearts by your word, that our enemy may not prevail against us, but that we may evermore abide in your grace and be preserved unto everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we may be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Jesus Christ, through you all things were created and through you all things have their purpose. You judged the world through the water but saved believing Noah and the church with the same righteous flood. With water you rescued Israel from slavery, destroying her enemy in the Red Sea and led her through the Jordan River into the Promised Land. You spoke through the prophets, ruled through the kings and mediated through the priests on behalf of your people until it was time for your blessed passion, the sacrifice of the true Lamb of God. 
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus Christ, you did not turn away from the stroke of justice we deserved, but absorbed its blow only to rise three days later. As you promise your apostles, so comfort us with the knowledge that you have ascended into heaven to prepare eternal bliss for us and to rule all things in our favor that we may carry out your Pentecost command to preach the gospel to all nations. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this holy supper. We pray that through it you will strengthen our faith in you and increase our love for one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.